Hello, everybody, to another episode of the SAP Learning Insights Podcast. Today, we have another guest uh, with us to talk about SAP certification. With us today is Suzanne Hyope. Hello. Suzanne, welcome aboard. Hello, and again, nice to be here. Looking forward to have a nice chat with you now about SAP certification. Thanks for taking the time. Um, with every start of the podcast, we always like to do a short uh, introduction of our guests, uh, maybe give your origin story, how you ended up at SAP and how you ended up an SAP certification expert. Wow. Yeah, that's a long story. And <laughs> as always, it was not a straight road. <laughs> so I studied um, linguistics and computer linguistics, um, which takes place or, or focuses on um, how language and uh, software interact and how you can guide users to systems. Or also one big part of that is also speech input and speech output, natural speech input, natural speech output, but also search is a big topic of that and my um, diploma works was about e-learning and how uh, you can guide a user uh, in the most efficient way through e-learning and yeah with the biggest effect that he really gets a lot of knowledge out of this learning without having a human instructor next to him and uh, I did that in SAP as a working student and so I ended up in that whole uh, yeah big area of learning, enablement, knowledge. And uh, after my studies, uh, I then started in a team here in SAP that was focusing on delivering webinars. Yeah, So live sessions, digital live sessions um, for remotely for everybody, every partner, customer in the world globally. And then I did that for, I think, one or two years, and then I found out that I wanted to do more and, and not only focus on the small little piece of webinars, um, but want to take more advantage of the big world of SAP learning and what we offer there. And I went into a team that was focusing on uh, designing processes around uh, learning. Yeah? So everything that you need to be aware of when you want to not only design, but also when you want to produce great learning content, no matter if it's classroom or if it's e-learning. And from there, <laughs> I spent there a few years in this team. Uh, and from there, it evolved and evolved. And then I ended up in a team called Learning Experience and Design. And initially as a project manager, but then I was asked to take over as a project manager and support a project about certification and to transform the world of uh, how SAP is running certifications into yeah, something more digital, more um, yeah, remote and more uh, focused not only on being on site in a, in a classroom to do certification, but yeah, to a uh, allow certifications to also be done, for example, remotely. Uh, and, and so that was my first touch point with certification and what certification is and what in the background is, is has all to work to be able to deliver a good certification. And then, yeah, I evolved there. And now uh, I think since two years or one and a half years, I'm now in that role of being the product owner for SAP certification. Uh, focusing on the whole strategy, what we want to do with this product, how we want to evolve it, and and yeah, what also is um, um, yeah, our trends in certification and how SAP can help to um, drive these trends in the whole IT industry when it comes to certifications. 
All right. Yeah, so it's it sounds like even from the beginning, from your origins, you had a very um a good ground base behind um the certification process. So starting with e-learning, starting with the learning process, then going on to the design of these e-learnings to better instruct users without the need of hand-holding. So um, it, it seems like you have a, a holistic picture in mind. Yeah, sounds like we couldn't have a better person in charge of SAP certification um, due to your previous experience. L- lots of folks um, on the SAP ecosystem, at least on the folks I interact with on the welcome room especially, are always interested in certification topics. Um, it's considered to be quite an achievement mm. uh, for those who, who have not yet achieved it, uh, for example, those who are striving and looking at places where to start. Yeah. Um, but I can imagine there are some experienced people out there who maybe have enough informal experience just by trial and error who think they can get by without a certification and think they're all okay without it um what would you say to those people who are sort of on the fence about getting certified um maybe they're sure it's not worth the time or cost or effort would would you be able to pitch uh, sap certification to them uh, in in order to better formalize their uh, existing skills yes of course and um yeah it's it is in fact especially when you are a consultant yeah then i would highly recommend to get certified because it is the highest level of achievement that you can get And even when you're working as a consultant since years and you have a lot of project experience, yeah, um, the market demands more and more or is asking more and more for proving that you have that experience and you can only prove it by a certification. Yeah? It's not enough to show project experience anymore. That's what we see more and more in the market. Uh, partners are asking for it. Customers are asking partners <laughs> to pre- staff certified consultants to the project. So when you want to keep up with the market, I would really highly recommend to get certified. Yeah? I know it is some time, but especially when you are experienced already and you know your product, the uh, learning time or enablement time is not that high. Yeah, Because in that case, when you really are working with the product, you know it, I would guess you, you should still have a review of the materials and of the learning content we provide. But as your knowledge base is already there, you might be able to go into a certification really quickly and pass it. Yeah? And then that's the latest or, or the last step that you should then do to really be yeah, proving that you have the knowledge. Yeah, um, It's like studying in a university. Yeah, Why should you break up after the half diploma uh, and not fulfill till the end? Yeah, And, and it is a road. And, and I think it's, it's best when you are showing that you can take uh, also this last step. For, and it's, it's a help for your career. Yeah. So, Especially when you are already, a, we call it senior consultant who is working in projects already. Yeah. For those who are new in that role, who are entering the market and want now to start to work and implement or sell and make projects, for them it's definitely uh, mandatory to do so. I would always start my career with a certification because, as I said, it's it's a proof of knowledge, yeah? The one thing that you can show to your customers that prove back to your customers that you really have the knowledge and the skills to be able to provide a good project or to be able to provide a good implementation or a good uh, sales pitch when when we are talking about sales roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Yeah. So for, for net new people in the SAP ecosystem, so former students just going into the job market, um, I, I guess it's certainly a mark of seriousness that um, they've taken the time to study for a certification and pass a certification and they have that base level of knowledge. And for those who are more experienced, it's probably an indicator between being able to get things done and being able to get things done right. Exactly. So um, if that person's certified, I, I think you could have a bit more confidence that um, they're not going to cut corners or, or come up with strange uh, solutions that yeah. do not sustain themselves uh, over time. Yeah, So it, exactly. And and it really proves we have some studies that really proving from, from Pearson Vu that it is a boost in self-confidence yeah, for the one that is getting certified. Yeah. Uh, no matter if it's a net new to the market or a senior, it really does something with your own uh, self-confidence and you have that label of being certified and you prove that by and you share it with social media and you get a lot of congratulations and that's that's a great thing to do and it helps you and that at the end helps then the project you're in. <laughs> Indeed, a, a mark of competence brings great confidence. Exactly. Um, there. Uh, you, you did mention quite a bit about consultants getting certified. Uh, would you be able to share maybe insight on who should not get certified? Uh, maybe it's not worth it for certain people or um, mm. that sort of thing? In general, yeah. Uh, in general, certification is open for everybody. Yeah, We are doing not any blockings and saying this or that role uh, should not get certified. Yeah, So generally, it's really something for everybody. Nevertheless, we see the, the highest impact or the highest demand in the consulting area, yeah? especially for implementation consultants, application consultants, people that do projects with customer to implement or run or support software there we have the, the highest demand. Yeah? On the other hand, um, we see that our end-user certifications, for example, are more and more speeding up and picking up. And that's also an interesting trend that we see is that also for end-users, it gets more and more interesting to get certified. Yeah? And when you ask me, is there anybody who should not get certified, I would definitely see, no matter of the role, uh, a person that is not enabled <laughs> should not get certified. So uh, the important thing is really, um, yeah, that you take a look at the certification exam description that you want to take and really review the materials or the, the topics that we uh, announce what is part of that certification. Maybe even go to the sample questions up front and prepare for that certification exam like you would prepare for a really huge test in university or in school or in or the driving license as another example. Yeah? And in that context, um, what I always recommend is uh, to use, to make usage of the SAP Learning Hub. Yeah? There we have really nice learning journeys that always show you, you pick a role, you pick a topic, and then you get the learning journey that shows you the path that you need uh, or that you should take in order to get prepared for a certification. Yeah? So. Okay. Yeah. So, so for those of you out there who are just going into an exam and uh, clicking r random answers, you're not going to pass. Um, you're wasting your time. We know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. Get enabled. Yeah. 
exactly. I mean, the exams are too complicated and, and too long, by the way, to just uh, randomly try it. Yeah, we are talking about three hours exams with uh, uh, a lot of questions, and these questions are designed in a way that you are only able to pass it when you really know the product and know what the the background of the solution you want to get certified on. Hmm? Yeah, and I, I guess that's the basis or, or one of the foundations of the value of a certification. If you achieve it, you really do know something. And that's basically the, the bedrock of what makes this valuable and why it means something uh, when it's on your CV. So just going back to, to new people, um, I, I have maybe a disproportionate amount of experience with people who are net new to the SAP ecosystem due to my uh, time in the welcome room. Mm -hmm. And um, the number one question that I get from people, well, no, maybe number two, number one is probably where do I start and SAP learning journey would be a great place to start. But number two question would be deciding between an older legacy topic and a modern cloud topic. For example, a classic is um, SAP ERP versus SAP S4 HANA. Um, do you have any thoughts or ideas that you want to share with these folks in, in their decision process? Um, my general guidance is usually good to go for the new stuff, go for uh, SAP S4 HANA, but um, maybe you have a more nuanced or educated response uh, yeah. for these people. I mean, in general, I completely agree with you. When there are legacy topics and there are newer topics where we already offer exams, then go for the new ones. Yeah, That's definitely the general guidance. Yeah. But um, it might, I mean, at the end, the customer is asking you for a certain topic. And when the customer still has an old ERP installation, it might be good to have that certification as well. Yeah? So maybe go for both. Yeah? <laughs> so it, it's really depending what your customer is asking you for. And, and when do you want to be on the safe side? Yeah, There might be cases in which it might make sense to have the legacy and the new stuff, yeah? depending on what the customer is asking for. Nevertheless, when you are completely new to the market, um, I would always go for the new stuff yeah? because uh, there are a lot of consultants out there that have already the old stuff and let them do the old stuff and you can then concentrate on the new, brand new market then. Yeah? And I would do it that way when I would be a new consultant in the market. I would definitely then take the new ones. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense, especially in terms of future proofing and making sure that your knowledge is still relevant uh, two, three, four, five years from now. So starting off on the modern solution uh, makes a lot of sense from my perspective. And there's also a lot of certification exams out there. Is there a place where somebody can find an overview of all these exams and um, how does one ensure there's studying for the right one? So mm -hmm. maybe it's a question of um, making sure the course content or learning journey they're studying is matched to the exam they're studying for. Um, mm. Yeah. Um, so there's the general overview uh, about all SAP certification exams we are offering is on a public web page that's uh, training.sap.com certification and there you can find a list of all the exams SAP offers. Um, nevertheless, if you want to make sure you're preparing for the right certification, then my guidance is a set already the learning journeys. They have always a start with an overview part, then they have the become competent part. And in the become competent part, you find all the relevant learning materials that you need to know in order to pass the certification. 
And then it gets a little bit tricky because these certification are designed following the SAP software releases. Uh, so that means when you are, for example, uh, preparing for a cloud really, uh, certification, let's take the example you're preparing for S4HANA Cloud Finance, you see new XM releases uh, appearing every three months with every new release. There's also a new XM release. Yeah? And there I would really recommend uh, if you are preparing that you take also a look at the release schedule of the uh, XM and of the software. You find this release schedules also on the certification page where you can also always see when the next release will be launched. And that you then say, okay, I prepare now for S4HANA Cloud Finance, for example, now release 2105, knowing in August there will be 2108 coming. So I should take the certification now in 2105 because this is the release I prepared for. In the on-demand world, it's a little bit easier because there we have uh, not that tight release cycles. Usually there's one release per year in the on-premise world. So when you're preparing for an on-premise product, it's a little bit easier. You have then a little bit more time, so to say, to prepare. But uh, in the cloud world, um, yeah, I would really highly recommend to take a look at the release uh, cycle and the release you're, uh, that we are offer at the moment or that we are in at the moment and then prepare for that because the course content offered on the learning journeys is designed for that certain release. So with every release, we, we update the course content and we also update the exam. Yeah? And what can happen when you are kind of preparing and then doing the exam with the next highest release, because that is the one that is then when you want to do the exam, the, the actual one, is that you're simply missing stuff that was not yet there in the release before, but is now uh, maybe an important new feature in the new release and that you have not uh, learned about because it was not part of the learning content. Um, okay. So, um, yeah, so my recommendation would be releases are important and take a look at in which release you want to do the exam. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, generally, I, I send folks who are maybe asking for release scheduling or information. I do send them to the relevant learning room. So um, the, the learning room that's at the top of their learning journey mm -hmm. uh, that they want to start. Um, is that generally a, a good place to begin asking and looking for that sort of information? Or yeah. would you suggest some other place? Yeah. It, no, the learning rooms are good because they also have a stay current tab. Yeah, And usually these stay current tabs are also filled with release information, which release we are in. And uh, that's always the one in the stay current tab on the learning rooms that is highlighted on the top. That's the actual release. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the schedule when the next release is coming, you can always find uh, on training subcom certification stay current. Yeah. Maybe we can post that link also into the uh, minutes here or so. Let's see how we can deliver that. But there you find a calendar that is always giving you the information in which release you are and when the next release will be launched mm -hmm. uh, and, and what's the upcoming plans for the next half year, so to say, is listed there if you want to have a complete overview. Mm. Okay. Um, and what sort of study time can a user expect? Uh, obviously, it's going to vary. Uh, every subject is different. You, I imagine the gap between the smallest and largest certification topics is quite large. What would you say is the fastest certification topic and how much time is that? And um, what is some of the largest? 
Yeah, it, it, as said, it's also a little bit depending on your own experience, Yeah, how enabled you are already, how much you know the product already. There are cases and there are smaller topics where I think you can prepare within five days and get certified yeah, without uh, issues. On the other side, the duration we estimate is always two weeks. So usually you should plan with two weeks to get prepared. If you do it in the digital way, uh, classroom is a little bit different because we have topics where you have to go through two or three different classroom trainings. Uh, if you don't want to prepare digital, then it takes more time because you need to schedule these classroom trainings. These are five days courses. You need to go there, etc. Then it can take up to three or four weeks even. Um, so it's not only the, the product itself, it's also the method how you get enabled that I think is a little bit also uh, an influence on the length and on how much you want to prepare. I think if you prepare remotely, it might be a little bit faster because you have that 24-7 access to the content, to the experts in the learning rooms. Yeah? While when you do it in a classroom, you have these five days scheduled trainings. Yeah, At the end, it's always a little bit, yeah, What, what kind of learning type you are or learning person you are. Yeah. There are a lot of good reasons for doing it in a classroom because then you're 100% focused on one topic and you don't get, yeah, there's nothing else surrounding you that might be. <laughs> uh, but there are also good reasons for doing it digital. And yeah, as I said, in average, we estimate two weeks preparation. But I think if you are a a consultant that is really working with the product every day and no solu solution, uh, you might be, yeah, you might be really faster. Huh? We also see people that are very experienced that say they prepare one day and do it and pass it. Yeah, that can also be possible. It's really depending on from from which knowledge level, so to say, you start your certification journey. Mm -hmm. huh? Okay. Um so let's say we have a learner who's been on um, SAP Learning Hub, for example. Mm -hmm. They've uh, s studied all of the coursework uh, behind the Get Certified section of their particular learning journey. And let's assume they don't necessarily have any sort of certification attempt booked at the moment. So they just had plain old SAP Learning Hub, professional edition, no, no certification included. What would their options be? How could they proceed um, with this? Is, is certification something that's 100% um, in the cloud now? Or um, I guess nowadays the testing centers aren't really a popular option. <laughs> so may, may, maybe the only option is uh, a certification in the cloud. Maybe you just give a few words on the next steps once that learner is prepared. Um, what do they need to do to actually get into an exam? Mm -hmm. So uh, first step is really the purchase topic. When we assume that Learner has the SAP Learning Hub Professional Edition, like you already mentioned, there are no certification attempts included in that professional edition. So the learner has to buy additional attempts. Uh, there are two offerings out there. One is the um, uh, six attempt package. This is, can be bought in the training shop and uh, would allow you to um, yeah, use six attempts which means uh, you can do, if you pass everything, you can do with this six different certifications. Uh, by the way, it's possible to try a certification exam three times. When you fail three times, you have to wait till the next release is launched and, and then you can try again. 
if you say you are well prepared and you really plan to do only one certification and you are really confident that you can make it, then we have an offering that uh, is allowing you to use one attempt. Yeah, That's the SAP Global Certification Online Exam One Attempt Offering. And that can also be bought in the training shop. So you can first, you can decide, do I only want to do one certification and am I pretty confident that I will pass it because I have been going through all the materials, I have uh, uh, seen the product in test uh, systems, then I would go for the one attempt offering. If you know already that you have more than one certification that you want to do this year, because one subscription is valid for one year, then the six attempt offering might be more attractive for you. It's a little bit depending on what, what your plans are. And if you have done that, if you have the, the subscription um, board, then the next thing is that, yeah, you schedule then your exam and uh, you do that in the certification hub. Go into the certification hub. That access is, is allowed when you have bought that subscription. And there you can then easily um, schedule your exam remotely today because, uh, um, yeah, like you said, it, Due to the pandemic, our training centers are closed. Yeah. They might open up again. Yeah, let's see how the pandemic evolves. But um, today, 100% of our certifications take place in the cloud, which means you schedule your exam slot in the certification hub. You can schedule anytime, anywhere. So you pick your time zone, you pick the slot that you're comfortable with, and then um, you get an email that confirms that you have booked this time and this slot. And in the uh, certification hub, you find some information on what you need to do before the exam starts. So you need to ensure that you are in a quiet room. You need to ensure that you have a webcam and that you have an internet connection. And you need to download a software, the question mark secure software that we use for the online proctoring. When the pandemic is over, hopefully <laughs> there will be also the possibility again to do exams also in the training centers. And this exam events can then be booked in the SAP training shop again. But as said, at the moment we are 100% remote and, um, yeah. Even before the pandemic, I have to say we see or we saw that 80% of our certifications uh, ran remotely and only 20% took place in the training centers. So there was a huge shift from going to the training center to remotely when we introduced the option to get certified in the cloud. And we have to see how that gets back when when pandemic is over. We have people asking for going back to the training centers especially when you have a hard time finding a quiet room in your home, or uh, then it might be a, a better thing for you to go to a training center, yeah? or you might like to have that more formal feeling to go somewhere to get certified. Yeah? Or you say you don't want to take care of having that software installed and having a webcam and having a microphone. You want infrastructure should be handled by SAP, and then you go to a training center. But um, nowadays, all of us know how to use webcams and how to use microphones. And um, that's, I think, now common behavior. So it's 100% remote. Yeah. And when you then start the exam, you get then at the day of the exam when you booked your slot half an hour before the exam on the certification hub, there's a button appearing that says start exam. 
uh, you click on that and then you get connected with your proctor. And that's a real human person that's sitting also uh, in front of a webcam and is monitoring you while you're doing your exam. Uh, he's checking before he starts the exam for you. He's checking your identity to make sure that you are really the person that booked the slot. Uh, so we do that with the ID cards that you have to place in front of the camera and show it to him. He's also ensuring that the room is quiet and that there is nobody else in the room and that there's no uh, knowledge source in, in your uh, on the, for example, no book on the table, no mobile phone on the table, etc. So you, with the webcam, you need to scan the room. And uh, when the proctor is happy with what is uh, provided there in the webcam, he then starts the exam for you. And then you have three hours to go through the exam. Important thing, three hours in which you are not allowed to leave the room. So everything <laughs> that you need should be <laughs> in the room for that three hours. Yeah, when you need water, for example, or so. And um, yeah, then you go through that exam. The question mark secure software is freezing your complete monitor. So you only can see the exam. You cannot browse to any other tabs anymore. You cannot browse to the internet or to uh, your mail folder or chat folder. So it's really the, the software is locking everything on your PC so that you are really only to be able to do the exam. And when you are through, you click submit. And then the proctor is immediately telling you if you passed or failed. Yeah. And then um, the next thing that you get is the so-called score report. And the score report is showing you the topic areas and in which topic areas you performed pretty well and in which topic areas you might have knowledge gaps and might want to take a deeper look in, uh, in the next round of enablement, so to say, when you when you failed and you want to try it a second time, then you know already these are the areas where you not scored very well and you should take a look at these specific areas, topic areas again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, that sounds good. And uh, once you pass, um, I assume your credentials are then given to you via the Acclaim platform. Can you share a couple words on that? Mm -hmm, of course. So when you pass, you immediately receive an email from Cradley. Acclaim is bought by Cradley. So it's now the big brother, so to say, of Acclaim is Cradley. And they have now a rebranding called Cradley. So you get then an email that SAP issued a digital badge to you via the Cradley platform. And this digital badge is your certificate. And the great thing with this digital badges is that it uh, allows a real-time verification. Yeah, so the, the Credly platform creates an own URL for you that shows that SAP issued this certificate to you as a person on on that and that date. And it shows which skills you earned uh, with that certificate. It also showed what you did to pass the exam. And it shows which learning journey you have went through. And um the real-time verification means that you now can share this URL, this digital badge, in your social networks. You can include it in your CV, in your email signature. And everybody that is clicking on that digital badge gets then to this URL. And this is then really providing the information if this digital badge, this certification is valid or not valid. Yeah. And this is an important new thing. Yeah, With the old PDF certificates, this was not possible. It was a one-time issuing, 
And then, uh, yeah, nobody could say, okay, this was a PDF that was one time issued, but is it still valid? Is it still something that is useful to the market? Yeah. And with the digital badges, you have that possibility to say, okay, when a person is not current, because especially in the cloud world, we have that idea of staying current with the product with every release, and that person is not current, we expire this digital badge, which means that the person that clicks on the URL in your email signature immediately can see, are you current with the product or are you not current with the product? And that's a, a great value add of the digital badges. And beside that, we see that people really loves to share digital badges in their, in LinkedIn and in social media. So there's a huge benefit for them simply. Yeah, due to the fact that they don't have to use this old PDFs anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, th so thus far, we've covered the optimal situation where somebody studies gets enabled, uh, gets their uh, certification attempt, and they pass the exam. I'm sure there's plenty out there who, who don't pass, um, and maybe we can maybe sp spend a couple minutes on those folks and um, maybe share some advice in terms of what the most common mistakes. Do you think learners uh, encounter mm. when they're attempting their certification? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I already said it. The, the people that do not pass often have not enabled. Yeah, they have not gone through the training material. They have not touched the test systems at all. Have not gone through any sample questions or so. And those people who do that, who say, "Okay, I really go through the training materials," I'll do a use study or case study on the trust system. I um, um, really do uh, take a look at the sample questions. We offer for every exam some sample questions to get used to the language and the look and feel of the questions. These people really have a high, high chance to pass at the first time. Yeah. So I think that the most common mistake is really to not enable. Another reason uh, is when you might not pass is that you might yeah have not reserved the time that you need yeah that you are under pressure and you say okay now i'm doing this exam now i only have 2 hours but yeah okay it's running 3 hours but i can do it in 2 and then they hurry and try to make it faster than it should be and that's also something that you should avoid yeah the exams need the three hours, so you should really take the three hours. And um, before you press that submit button, maybe going through all questions again, think about it again and not uh, hurry through the exam like you're doing a self-multiple choice test with unlimited trials. <laughs> All right. It makes sense. And, and maybe a, a small public service announcement to those of you who are new to um, that, the cloud platform to please um, go through the technical requirements of certification in the cloud first, um, long before your exam. You don't want to be scrambling on um, doing compatibility tests for the secure browser five minutes before your exam starts. So make sure to check out the uh, certification hub long before your exam actually starts to make sure you're technically prepared the clock is ticking, so I, I just wanted to, to give you, Suzanne, some, a, a final opportunity to share any other words of wisdoms to our, our learners before they begin their certification journey. Yes. Yeah, um, like I said, the, the, I think the key to success is really the right preparation, no matter if you do a digital or classroom, but be prepared. Yeah. 
um and and schedule your slots and your and like you said uh, install the software etc up front yeah especially the slot schedule is something that we recommend to do a week before even yeah so that you know which time your exam will take place so that you are preparing for that right time and moment and uh, don't get interfered by anything else for the exam so yeah all right so get enabled take your time do not guess <laughs> suzanne thank you for your time it was a very educational podcast i learned a lot i hope you did too thanks everybody for listening Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.